0: Hello folks, welcome back to another episode of New York Sports Incomplete. This is Rex the Rookie. How's the world treating you, John?
1: It was good. It was good. Uh it's Snowing. I didn't see that coming. I don't know how snow snuck up on us in the year of our Lord 2024, but that wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. And now we're here. Uh,
0: More snow.
1: Yeah. At least I waited until the weekend. Uh, Super Bowl was fun.
0: Yeah. We'll get get into that in a second. Basketball was not fun. No. Folks, this episode brought to you by Buddy's Barbecue. Spring is right around the corner. Call him before he gets booked up. Buddy's Barbecue, where he'll take the food, the fixings, and all the great flavor straight to you and your event. 516-497-0246, and tell Buddy the fellas at New York Sports Incomplete sent you. Also sponsored by Essex Theater, a professional community theater, which sounds like an oxymoron, but it is not. Uh, up on Lake Champlain in Essex, New York, in Essex County, New York. Uh, if you want to know what the upcoming season is all about, it's follow them at www.essexthreatre.org. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, it helps to have a cue card. All right, John. Let's get into it. We had the big Super Bowl this
1: past weekend. Yeah, um, one of
0: the better games I can fun. remember.
1: Fun. I don't think it'll somehow it went it went to overtime, and I, I don't think it'll crack anyone outside of Kansas City. I don't think it'll crack anyone's like top ten, top five.
0: I, I thought it was great fun. No, it was.
1: It was. Um, uh, both teams played sloppy, but they both
0: well. They both exhibited both. a lot of nerves in the beginning. It was yeah. Like, oh, too many fumbles.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, some
0: bad picks.
1: Yeah, the Patrick Mahomes one, when he threw that interception, I was like, San Francisco might run away with this one. And then they they just couldn't capitalize. And when I saw at halftime that they had left, the Kansas City had played an awful first half of football and they were still within striking distance. I was like, they're in trouble. The 49ers are in trouble.
0: Well, I thought the 49ers were in big trouble when... uh...
1: Greenlaw, Greenlaw popped his Achilles.
0: Popped his Achilles, just getting ready to go on the field. I mean that that changed the tenor of the game because he had done uh, all by himself a really good job of shadowing and shutting down Mahomes as a runner. Yeah. So uh, that was a huge loss for San Francisco.
1: Would have been nice to have him on that fourth and short in overtime uh, when Mahomes ran for about twenty yards.
0: Talking about a weird first half. Travis Kelsey had one catch,
1: one catch for three yards, and and then in the let second, Andy Reid know about it. <laughs> yes, he did yeah. after the fumble. Uh, that that again, that was like I was like that's no heartbreaker. That,
0: that was Tom Coughlin. Would he have benched him? Well, Tom Coughlin might have shot him.
1: <laughs> well, no, <laughs> I, Tom Coughlin let Odell get away with some stuff, but I, I said if Kronk did that to Belichick, he, his ass was getting glued to the bench. Yeah, I agree. Um, I yeah I I had a bunch you know it's the Super Bowl so you got non football fans watching the game and then they looked at me and they go is that normal is he supposed I'm like nope, no so no, it's not
0: absolutely not normal uh, but that's also part of the genius of Andy Reid he knows when to be the coach and when to be the father figure and when to be the friend
1: yeah that was uh, that was a lot that, that 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 would have been a much bigger story had they lost the game well that was a classic case of winning cures all. 'Cause that would have been I think this 49ers winning Super Bowl would have been number one story. One A, one B would have been Travis Kelsey gets cut doing that. Not <laughs> only cut, but that would have been a big that would have been a much bigger deal. Um instead, we talked about the Chiefs winning and Kyle Shanahan's inability to run the football in the Super Bowl. I don't understand it. Every time
0: I, McCarthy touched the ball, yeah. you got eight yards. McCaffrey, I, I don't. It's McCaffrey, right?
1: McCaffrey, but even the backup uh, um, Elijah Mitchell, when he came in, ran the ball. There was just no reason. Brock Purdy's not a bad quarterback, but there's no reason on first down why you're going shotgun. When... Brock
0: Brock Purdy is certainly not Mister Irrelevant, and I don't think he's a game
1: manager either. I think he's a good quarterback. But you have the best player in football in your backfield. Yeah, use him. I don't care. What are you you saving him for? It's the Super Bowl. If there's ever time for him to be a workhorse and get 30 to 35 carries, that was it. That was the game.
0: Two other issues. One is uh, obviously San Francisco didn't seem to know the new overtime
1: rules. That's who. I said it. I said immediately. Because well, first, of all, I thought they were going to go three and out. They got bailed out on the not bailed out. It was holding, but they got a holding call on third and long yeah. that got them, that started getting them down the field. But I, I said right from the jump, defer because then okay, if Mahomes has to go down the field again without any rest. 'Cause they had just tied the game sent it overtime. Yep. If you send them back out there, worst case scenario they score a touchdown, and then on your guys, it's like, okay, well now we know what we have to do. You score right. a touchdown, right. you go for two. Yeah. And then you don't let Mahomes beat you.
0: Well, I think at the very end, um San Francisco flat out got out coach.
1: And then they and then they finally started running with McCaffrey after the holding penalty on thirty and thirteen, and you just watch them matriculate the ball down the field. Yeah, and they, it
0: seemed like every time he touched it, eight yards.
1: Yeah, and even if it's not, even if they're stopped, you keep going to it. Well, eventually he's gonna break one.
0: And and where it sometimes looked like Purdy was a little inept was because you had Chris Jones in his grill.
1: Chris Jones, and not only that, both Debo Samuel and George Kittle were playing through injuries. So right, they couldn't create the same separation that they're used to. There's mm. just no excuse. For you not to give McCaffrey the ball thirty to thirty-five. Well,
0: keep in mind he was still nursing a a bad leg, as well.
1: Yeah, I I know. I just.
0: I mean, he is Superman, but
1: (laughs) (laughs) he's got to keep running the ball. Uh, Uh, I thought. The
0: cream rises to the top. Mahomes pulled another one out of his hat. Andy Reid called the perfect play at the end of the game.
1: Yeah, the best, the best wide receiver. Uh, for both uh, well I can't say that Jawan at
0: the best best Jets of the year
1: yeah yeah uh, McCall Hartman Jets legend scores the game winning touchdown Chiefs
0: trade him to the Jets Jets can't figure out what to do with him trade him back to the Chiefs and he scores the game winning touchdown I know how
1: to fix him I know how to fix him Tatering back to the Jets. Mahomes, Mahomes <laughs> throws the ball to him. That's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, throw the ball to him. There's a novel idea. Mahomes throwing the ball significantly better
1: than Zach Wilson trying to throw him the ball.
0: Zach Wilson's not going to be a Jet next year, I don't think. I really don't think so.
1: Uh, last
0: yeah. last week, Woody Johnson came out and, and, and just maybe the most forceful he's ever been. He blamed a lot of it. He, well, he said... You know, in this league, you need a backup quarterback, and we didn't have one. Yeah, that's not that, that's, that's a pretty big indictment. He also told Robert Salah and the GM that uh, you better make the playoffs this year, or.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's. I, he, he said he was going to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl against the 49ers. And he did. And he did. Uh, yeah, Chiefs go back-to-back. Um, Not an easy thing to do. No, they're going for the first three-peat in NFL history. And, and
0: like the Giants' second Super Bowl, uh, Eli's second Super Bowl, it was really the defense that got him there.
1: Well, no. that the, the,
0: the Chiefs' defense right. was much improved.
1: No, the Chiefs' defense was great. Steve Spagnuolo is uh, phenomenal. He's going into the Hall of Fame. He's... terrific defensive coordinator Uh, just I mean this was their like this felt like an off year for them and they still won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Which is just insanity Uh, and shout out to CBS they kept the Taylor Swift footage to a minimum. Yeah
0: uh, the only thing about the the CBS was Romo and, and Nance at the end of the game were just tripping all over each other
1: they were they were exhausted. They were, <laughs> they were they were just as exhausted as two offensive linemen all the time.
0: <laughs> I mean, Romo does have a, a really good ability to to figure out what might be played yeah. the next down or so. He's he's an excellent analyst. He interrupts Jim Nance so often <laughs> that it makes it like you want to smack him sometimes.
1: Yeah, I. Uh... I I will at some point. I haven't gotten the chance to yet. I will at some point want to watch the Nickelodeon version, yeah, of the broadcast, which I heard was phenomenal.
0: Yeah, I I check it out. And watch Reba.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah I, forget, yeah, I forgot about that. Reba did good. Uh, we both were fans of the halftime show. Yeah, I, I thought it was terrific. I I know. I
0: I mean, I thought. You know, if the show went, the halftime show went on another three minutes, Usher might have died of a heart attack. But
1: yeah, I guess I, yeah, like I, he, like I said before the show started, Usher had that Patrick Ewing sweat on. Oh my Sean God, Howard. that
0: man worked way too hard.
1: He was he was going in. He was, he was he, giving it his all. He did he um, did, and he was fantastic. Yeah, it was. So was uh, Ludacris. Ludacris, Alicia Keys, Little John, Jermaine Dupree, everyone who showed up did a very good job. Um, they, I feel like they've figured it out. There hasn't been a bad halftime show since, I think, Katy Perry. So we're... Yeah, no, there we've were... had a steady, it a steady was, streak. It was tight.
0: Yeah. You know, the dancing, marching band was a nice touch. Yeah, it was I, I really had no complaints at all about the halftime show.
1: No. All right. So that's it for football until... No more football. Until the NFL draft. My where, wife
0: thanks you. <laughs> all right let's get into the ugly the NBA we had uh
1: a band of brothers
0: well Saturday the the uh, 10th we had the Nets beat up on the Spurs 123 to 103 Pacers beat the Knicks 125 to 111 then came the really ugly game that the Monday night, the the Rockets edged the Knicks with the help of the referees. You want to get into it?
1: No, finish out the week because I'm gonna I'm gonna have, I'm gonna take some time here. So. All right. So
0: Tuesday we had the Celtics whoop the Nets, and then Wednesday Magic beat the Knicks. And if there was ever a team in the history of the NBA that needed the All Star break, it's the battered New York Knicks. Let's hope they're at home healing up.
1: It sucks, man. It sucks. I've
0: never seen a team so besieged with injuries. But hopefully this time, this week, uh, we'll, they, I don't think they even have another game till the 22nd. No, they don't. Uh, so, John, tell us about that wonderful call at the end of the Rockets game.
1: Before we even get into that, uh, you want to go get some of the drink? I was <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I want to hear it. So, hey. <laughs> Sometimes foul, free throw distribution between two teams can be skewed. Like, for example, the viral clip of the Rockets coach losing his ever-loving mind after the Lakers game, where the Lakers shot twice as many free throws as the as the Raptors. If you watch the game, the Lakers drove to the basket significantly more than the Toronto Raptors, especially in the fourth quarter, hence the foul calls. Now, whether the foul calls were correct or not, I don't know, but... That's you know that that was skewed. The Rockets shot 33 free throws to the Knicks' 12. The Knicks had eight more points in the paint than the Houston Rockets. Yeah. So that's not it.
0: Well, I, my question is, how do you foul Jalen Brunson for whiffing?
1: Well, I, look,
0: <laughs> I'm not even sure he touched
1: it? We're not even we're not even there yet. They the. Dylan Brooks gave Jalen Brunson a forearm shiver that knocked him, not to the ground, off his feet and back, driving to the basket. That was called a blocking foul, not a charge. We lost our challenge earlier in the game because Taj Gibson set his feet and put his hands up, got ran into. They called that a blocking foul instead of a charge. Dante DiVincenzo, and this becomes very important later, at the end of the first half, Goes to shoot a three and swings his leg out to try and draw contact. Makes contact. A whistle is blown. But it's an offensive foul on Dante DiVincenzo. So the three-point shot that he actually made wiped away. And then, after all of that, the Knicks come back. Despite having half their team in the infirmary, they come back. (laughs) Jalen runs and ties the game with three seconds left. And then they call a foul on Jalen Brunson when Holiday, it's a heave. It's a ch- he, he did a 360 fadeaway from 35 feet away from the basket. They never call anything. You could tackle someone shooting that shot, and they don't call it. But because he swings his leg out and puts his forearm in Jalen Brunson's chest... To draw the contact they call that a foul and give them three free throws as the game is expiring yeah so yeah guantanamo bay for all of them so the, nec- Malloy, so
0: the next day the nba comes out and says yeah we blew the
1: call not even the next day the, an hour after the game was over and was like yeah we messed that one up thanks yeah that doesn't change anything i'm glad your parlay hit you jerk! <laughs> right. Well, the, the and so so now we're at a point where they're like the Knicks are like okay, well we're we going to protest. Pro- we're going to protest the game, and then everyone is like up and on like well they're never going to overturn that. Well, if the official says they got it wrong, and the league says they got it wrong, and it
0: directly affected the end of the game,
1: and there's no time left on the clock when that one call is made in a tie game. What's the point of a protest? If, if the Knicks don't win this protest, they need to just abolish protests going forward yeah. because there will never be a time where anything gets changed if this is not. Now, I, again, this is a whole logistic thing. I don't know when they would have the Knicks play the Rockets again for this five minutes. I don't know. They're not supposed to play one another again this season. That was it.
0: So well, what would you like to see done? Would you like to see them come back? I would back? like
1: to have the overtime here. I don't like I if you want if you want to play semantics and be like we'll do it uh, after right after the regular season is over, but the Knicks can't use anybody that wasn't available to play in that game fine. And I, I don't. I I just or you, there is a you could Do it now, like, or you could do it at some point after the All Star Game. Like, take a day during the All Star break and have them finish it. I don't. I don't. It'd be. I would treat it like baseball does with suspended games in a rain delay.
0: That makes sense. Now, I don't normally follow All Star games. I just think they're stupid. Yeah. Did you see the court they're playing on? Yeah. It's LCD underneath and it's computer controlled, and they can pretty much make any image they want on there.
1: Yeah, it would trip me out.
0: Yeah, it might make me have vertigo if I was on the court, but I, I thought, wow, that is cool.
1: No, it is. It's is very cool. Uh, and the Knicks have uh, representation tonight for All-Star Weekend. Jalen Brunson's participating in the three-point contest, and Jacob Toppin is in the dunk contest. So I hope uh, they both win. Uh, brutal week for the Knicks. Yeah, they- I think
0: they just, you know, they're the there's walking nothing, wounded.
1: There's nothing more frustrating than watching game and thinking to yourself, we should be winning right now if we had our guys healthy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And Bogdanovich and Burks, uh, there's clearly some, some growing pains. Uh, but they're I, – I, I trust that they're not going to have to take on this big of a role for much longer. And when they could just come off the bench yeah. and just be asked to score in short doses, then I think that's when we'll we'll really see them uh that, that pan out for us. It's all about just getting healthy now. Um Thibodeau said that Hartenstein, Bogdanovich, and DiVincenzo should be back after the week of rest, which is great. Uh, hopefully Randall's we have some information on whether when, when Randall's coming back soon, and then OG and Mitchell Robinson to follow. So I just
0: so th- once again, thank God for the All Star break. Yeah, thank God for
1: the All Star break. It just sucks though, because the sec- we I really thought we could get the second seed, and now Cleveland's starting to break away from us. The only saving grace is that Doc Rivers is a horrible coach, and the Bucks are like three of their last ten. Yeah. And so, after the Knicks lost four straight, we're only a game and a half back. Yeah. of the Bucks. Well, that's recently.
0: the miracle. With all these injuries, they're still right in the thick of it. Yeah,
1: yeah. You just you just don't want to be. It's kind of silly because, you know, you're gonna have to beat whoever's in front of you. So it really shouldn't matter whether you play Boston in the second round or the third round. Yeah, but. You'd want to play Boston in the third round. Right. So getting so avoiding the four and five seeds and getting the three seed. Yeah. It would be nice.
0: Yeah, Boston's still the 900-pound gorilla. Yeah. All right, going on to the NHL. On Saturday the 10th, the Flames beat the Islanders 5-2. The Hurricanes beat the Devils 1-0. On Monday, the Devils beat the Kraken. The Rangers beat the Flames. Tuesday, the Kraken beat the Islanders. The Devils beat the Predators. The Thursday, the Kings 2, New Jersey Devils 1, Rangers 7, Les Habitants 4. And then Saturday's the fun deal. Saturday, we get the Rangers and Islanders outside playing each other, which is always fun because, boy, if there's two sets of fans that hate each other, it's...
1: The Rangers and the Islanders. Well, we got a. I, I, I wanted to tell you this earlier. But we got a. We got a classic uh, Howie Rose rant on Twitter about it. Okay. Uh, we, I I can't do a Howie Rose impression. I'm just going to read what he said, and I'm going to allow you to put in Howie Rose's voice. It is sheer inexcusable lunacy. Which, right then and there, that's that's classic. That's Howie. That's Howie right there. It is sure sheer, sheer inexcus- inexcusable lunacy that the Rangers and Islanders will play each other for the first time this season tomorrow, dot, 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 in mid-February. <laughs> Does the NHL hierarchy understand what makes sports great? Rivalries fueled by passion, which transcend most other games, dot, 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 duh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I'm not even going to mess that up by trying to do a Howie impression. That, that's, that's great. That's a, that's a great quote.
1: Uh, uh, they, uh, I mean, they, and he was replying to Stan Fisher, who tweeted that the Rangers and Islanders have managed to go two years without a fight. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no,
0: it should be exciting. Well, uh, you know, the Rangers are one of the original six. The Islanders are the little brother, always will be. Uh, but that's when... It, he's right. That's when it's fun. It's when they hate each other.
1: Yeah, you should... You should have the Rangers playing the Islanders once a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. I mean, the Rangers. Have, the Rangers have really turned it around. Um, oh, the like,
0: Rangers are on a tear now.
1: Yeah, Kreider. Uh, Kreider even got a hat trick, which is first hat trick of the season, which is great. Um, yeah, it was it was bumpy, but they they really they're really playing some good hockey right now. Always fun to beat up on Montreal. So yeah, they, uh, yeah, yeah. Good. Uh, Panarian's still doing great. I, the only downside was um,
0: a big injury. Wheeler
1: breaking his leg. Yeah, Wheeler's right done. Yeah, he's me. done for the year, I and mean, it's horrible because he's not—he's not a young guy. So when you see an injury like that, are like, oh crap. Yeah, he it might, might be, be the career. Yeah, he might be done. Um, so yeah, uh, Rangers won six in a row. They're—they're they're on fire right now. Top of the Metropolitan Division. The—the—the the, the Panthers. Are just the bane of the Boston Bruins' existence. Not <laughs> bad enough that they ruined their one of the greatest regular seasons ever by beating them as an eight seed. Now the following year, they're going to catch them for first place. Yep. In the in the Atlantic. Yep. <laughs> um, That's all
0: right. I'm okay with that.
1: No, I'm I'm totally okay with that. Uh, and the Rangers are only one point behind both of them. So
0: I was uh, I was glad to see the uh, Nashville Petter-ass get beat this week. I mean, Predators.
1: Why well, well,
0: I don't like it when they put hockey teams in southern cities that never had hockey. So you
1: despise the Coyotes.
0: I do. I don't like the Carolina Hurricanes. So I don't like the Florida Panthers.
1: There's none Carolina. It's it cold down there. You know
0: what the average draw is on a Carolina, Carolina Hurricanes home game? Like fifteen hundred people. No, listen,
1: I understand that, but your, your metric was it's not cold. Well, no. it's
0: just places where they never even sniffed a hockey hockey game. That uh, just some some rich dude decided, hey, I want to get a franchise.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, if we go to the Western Conference, you're you're in trouble because yeah. Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, San Jose is even worse. Sharks. Yeah.
0: Well, anyway, let's get off of that because that's pure stupidity on my part. Um, MLB pitchers and catchers have reported um, a little bit of news. Uh, Sadly, former New York Met and felon Lenny Dykstra uh, suffered a stroke this week. Uh, He seems to be getting better, but you don't want to see anybody go through something like that. Um, I thought it interesting that ESPN ranked all the teams... One to 30. Um, they ranked the Yankees fourth. And they said 92 per, 92.6 wins, 79.9% chance of making the playoffs, and 8.2% chance of winning the title. Uh, and they said their off-season hot stove gained them five wins. And if you're all in on the Yankees, they'd say they could win 101 games and have a 92% chance of making the playoffs. Conversely, our New York Mets—they put them all the way down at 16th.
1: Honestly, that's not, that's, that's that's probably fair. That's, i thought it was going to be—I thought we were going to be in the 20s. They
0: so. said uh, 80 and a half wins, 33 percent chance of making the playoffs, and half a percentage point of winning the title.
1: We got them right where we want. Hot stove.
0: Uh, they said that the off-season moves lost the Mets 2.4 games. What? what? All in all, if you're all in on the Mets, they figure that the top of it, the ceiling, is 89 wins with a 74% chance of making a playoffs. We lost
1: no one of importance. How did we lose wins? I don't know. But Vogelbach? Well, you know. Big Maple now because he's playing for the Blue Jays? Well, That's... Vogelbach's big for the donut trade. Logenbach and Escobar reunited. I know it. I was so happy to see any sign somewhere. That's going to be your team. That's going to be your American League team. No, it,
0: it won't be. It won't be. I, I've always liked Toronto, but no. Uh, <laughs> too far north. <laughs> um, the, the ESPN ranked the Dodgers first and the Braves second. I really don't have any issue with that. Shocker. I, I don't have any issue with that, but, you know, Texas just won the whole thing, and they didn't even crack the top five, I don't think.
1: No, yeah, but yeah, which is crazy because, like, I don't know. I, I feel like they.
0: I know. I also have read several articles about how the pundits of the baseball gods of writing think that the the uh, the bullpen is much improved and has a lot more depth than normal.
1: What are you talking about the Mets? The Mets. Yeah. I've been saying this for two months. <laughs> I know, I know.
0: I didn't disagree with you.
1: Yeah, it's a big, it's a big, it's a big thing. Uh,
0: you know, uh, JD Martinez is still out there, folks, and at this point, he might even be giving out discount contract.
1: Right. I, well, yeah, I, I don't even JD Martinez. I don't at this point. I,
0: I mean, the Giants signed Soler last week.
1: Yeah, th- what was it three years? Thirty. Way three, too much money. Yeah, you know what's crazy is I found out that the Giants have not had a a person hit more than 30 home runs for them since Barry Bonds.
0: Yeah, that is wild, but they play in a very big park.
1: Yeah, but I looked it up after that stat. Jorge Soler would hit more home runs. Uh, if you just went off of last year's metrics, like at all of his home runs on StatCast, all of them would be home runs in San Francisco. And a matter of fact, he actually would have gained three home
0: runs. That's not the issue with Soler. The issue is he oftentimes misses the ball right
1: yeah no i'm not saying he's going to win a batting title anytime soon but i'm saying he could get 30 home runs but well, he you know his normal
0: season is like alonzo's off bad season last year where he hits a ton of home runs but he strikes out a ton um yeah. speaking of alonzo uh, uh, david stern came out and said uh, we don't really think we're going to get an extension done before the season starts. I told Pete, you go out and have a great year, and we'll go out and have a great year as a team, and then we'll take care of each other. And that seemed like straight out of the mouth of a congressman. I mean, it was so double-talky.
1: Listen, I don't know. I, I heard...
0: And then Steve Phillips went on, uh, on a hot stove this week and said the Mets should trade Alonzo... Get back some prospects, and then when he becomes a free agent at the end of next season, get him back.
1: Yeah, no, you that, that, do
0: that to Alonzo; he's not going to want to come back.
1: Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't happen unless you're a world Chapman. It's yeah, but
0: make... yeah, but Steve Phillips often has strange ideas, so I didn't. Yeah,
1: especially when he worked for the Mets. Yeah, he so, was terrible as yeah. a GM. So, I don't.
0: He has his own set, sa- his own uh, segment on on a lot of the morning shows on MLB called. Filling in the card.
1: Uh, <laughs> this has been enough, Steve Phillips. Content for for this podcast. I agree. So I agree. Uh, yeah. No. I. Uh, hopefully, the Mets are still in contention, and we play well, and then we resign Alonso. I. I. I did hear um, Evan Roberts on the fan talking about how if you were willing to give Correa, who by all metrics is pretty overrated, yeah, the big contract, yeah what's stopping you from giving Alonzo that same contract? Well, I, I, right.
0: You know, there's a lot of guys on the Mets are incredibly underrated. Le- most of all, Lindor. I think it was you that sent me that text that showed his war was better than – was it you that sent
1: it to me? Or yeah. did I... It's is better what... than a lot of people. Yeah. 30, 30 home runs, 30 stolen bases with elite defense is pretty – Bryce Harper
0: he had a higher war than Bryce Harper
1: you like yeah I mean Bryce, yeah Bryce with the injuries out but yeah no, listen he, he's Lindor is Lindor is phenomenal um, I, think, I I really do think he's one of the most underrated players in baseball um, you
0: know and then I the other thing that irked me is I heard some Yahoo on ESPN talking about well, the Mets still have the highest... No, it wasn't. I ap- I apologize to ESPN. It was that bonehead Bruce Beck on NBC, who I can't stand looking at. Bruce Beck said, well, no, the Mets have the highest payroll in baseball still. Let's see if it pays off. Well, their payroll's that high because they're still paying for Verlander and Scherzer.
1: Unless Verlander <laughs> doesn't meet that requirement, and then we get to recoup some of that right, money. He's if he... actually hurt... Uh, and he doesn't pitch a certain X amount of innings. Right. Like, honestly, the Astros might just tell him, like, listen, we need you for a playoff run. We're not going to even try to have you pitch early on in the regular season. Okay, let me
0: ask you a question, John. When in the history of being a Mets
1: fan have you ever seen one of these things break for the Mets? Well, there was a funny there was a funny incident in 1986. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> where, where a lot of things went our way and then nothing else for the rest of the time. Right,
0: and how long ago was that, John?
1: That wasn't a lot. Uh, 40 years so ago? It's getting there. It's getting there. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, I don't know, he might. He, I, I just, I don't think, I think the Astros are one of those teams where they really look at a guy like Verlander as a luxury item at this yeah. point. And they really, they're like, we're going to win 100 games with or without you, so just get healthy for October.
0: Yeah, but their starting rotation is not near as deep as it used to be. Find <laughs> They are very good. I uh, want to give the PGA Tour a little bit of love. Last week uh, before the Super Bowl and during the first quarter of the Super Bowl was the final round of the W Waste Management Phoenix Open, which, if you're not familiar, is played on a stadium course. Uh, the 16th hole, they call it the Coliseum because there are triple-deckers. St-
1: it should be called the John Daly Classic.
0: <laughs> a triple-decker stand, Very good, John. Their, their triple-decker stands all the way around the hall.
1: That's not a fat joke. He's going to get to the John Daly part. It's not the triple-decker. It, it, <laughs> they,
0: they open the gates at like 8 in the morning, and they have the running of the Bulls of Pamplona where the, the fans run to get. It, it's, there's no reserve seating. They just run to get the seats in the stadium. And they start serving beer as soon as they open
1: the gate. That's the John Daly part. And of the
0: joke. by lunchtime, they're... People rolling around in the aisles, fighting, throwing up. It's like pro wrestling meets NASCAR meets golf somehow. And uh, this year CBS got smart and put Smiley Kaufman and uh, Billy Horschel. No, it wasn't Billy Horschel. Remember, it doesn't matter. He put two PGA Tour pros who are known for being wise asses and who are kind of at the end of their playing careers, out on the 16th hole where they threw footballs with to the people in the stands and made fun of the people on. The, they actually joined the Boo Birds when, when somebody didn't birdie the hole because it's a par-3 hole. Um, and, and it was actually more fun than the golf. And the golf was very high-level golf. But for me, the thing that was really great was that 47-year-old Charlie Hoffman um, – Charlie Hoffman took a lead into the clubhouse. Nick Taylor, the Canadian phenom, caught him on the last hole with a long birdie putt. And they played two two or three holes of, of uh, playoff golf, sudden death.
1: And the old man got caught.
0: And the old man got caught because Nick Taylor can hit long putts when it really counts. Also, it was fun that New York... So on Cameron Young, this was his, he was tied for eighth at 13 under. This was his first top 10 finish of the year. Uh, hopefully this gets young Cameron going because he's our guy coming from New York.
1: Yeah, I haven't heard, I haven't heard you mention him in a long time. Um,
0: but the WM Phoenix Open, you know, there's all these calls for reform and all the. It's the most fun golf of the year because it's like, it's like, if you gave a bunch of pro wrestlers golf sticks and stuck them out on the on the course, this is what you would get.
1: If I could only make one change, I would like everyone to be mandated to do the Happy Gilmore windup before. It's <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> to see what would happen.
0: Well, it was. I thought CBS did a great job of it. Um, I, you know, the 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 two guys out on sixteen were like Wald, Waldorf and Stadler the two old Muppets up in the balcony that just make fun of each other and everybody else. Yeah. It, it was great fun. Um, and the, my only gripe was, because it went into overtime, I had to watch the, the overtime part of golf on my phone while I watched the first quarter of the football game, which was slightly distracting. But
1: Why do they put it on Super Bowl Sunday? It was the only thing on! No, but, I, but like, why do they do that, though? themselves.
0: Be, because CBS thought for sure it'd be over before the Super Bowl. They didn't realize it went into a playoff.
1: That, the, day, the, the week before or the week after, guys, it's not hard. Well,
0: they the problem was is they had a lot of bad weather, and even in Scott, uh, Scottsdale, it rained a lot, and had to finish the the third and fourth rounds on sunday morning so it got pushed back there was really nothing they could do about it if they hadn't have been shut down early uh earlier in the tournament they would have finished long before the super bowl but anyway go cameron young charlie hoffman you do my old heart good uh nick taylor you are a clutch putter and uh fun to watch so that's about it for me, John. You got anything? Any parting shots at the
1: NBA or No, I got one for the 49ers though. Can you imagine? You just imagine <laughs> imagine you've just watched your team lose in the Super Bowl in overtime. Quite possibly the most heartbreaking sporting experience ever. And if you're if you've never seen like if you're my age, I've never seen the 49ers in a Super Bowl. So I'm just putting like there's a twenty six year old in San Francisco He's a diehard 49ers fan who watched Patrick Mahomes beat his team in the Super Bowl again. And as he's sitting there thinking about what just happened, that Timu commercial came on for the fourth time.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> the, I, the real you, you bring up a good point. The real winner of that overtime was the CBS ad department. Because they started
1: They just ran out of the heads. I didn't yeah. even think that was possible, but they just started repeating. Well, since
0: you brought it up, did you have a favorite commercial?
1: No, no. I, mean, I guess uh, the Christopher Walken one made me chuckle.
0: Christopher Walken's funny no matter what. That that was the joke. That was great. That joke. the The Arnold Schwarzenegger being bailed out by uh, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito was great. I am a sucker for the Clydesdales. That they, they ran that that wonderful Budweiser commercial with the dog and the forces uh kind of pulled at the heartstrings a little bit
1: yeah they need to they need to get away from the celebrity stuff they need to just go like try and be funny Like don't it's lazy they're just like they're like here's this celebrity that we paid a lot of money to to chill our product for 20 seconds what do what
0: would you think of that weird volkswagen ad
1: i don't even know what you're talking about
0: they 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 put a, a bug underneath a tarp And then they pull it back and you see it's like a original volkswagen beetle and they showed that volkswagen is the car for all people besides volkswagen means people's car in german yeah Yeah, what they failed to point out was that uh yeah this was a brand created by adolf hitler and the people we're so,
1: we're, we're, it's too far gone <laughs> and the, people,
0: the people's car was for the German people after they took over the world
1: uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Well, I, okay so what yeah, well, the other one that popped into my brain was that I actually kind of liked was the, the figure skating with the Kia Yeah. but my, my only complaint there is if I had that house I'm not driving a Kia
0: yeah that didn't make sense
1: and oh, hey, hey, hey,
0: nothing wrong with keys, by There's the way nothing folks wrong with they're good cars but
1: I'm saying if you had that house you could buy 10 Kias and you could have a Kia army to rival yes. the Nazis with the Volkswagens oh Did my you? god <laughs> <laughs> you, st- you started I was going to finish it <laughs> so. wow
0: well. It's on that note.
1: This is taking a funny turn. On that note, that'll be the end of the podcast, possibly forever. Uh, no,
0: we'll see you next no. <laughs> week. Folks, thanks for listening. We had a lot of fun. Hope you did, too. John, I'm going to leave you with the last word.
1: Uh, no, I don't, There'll be sports next week, so that'll be, that'll be nice. Uh,
0: you mean other than just football? Other
1: than just football, yeah. Uh, we got the Islanders Rangers playing outside, which should be fun. Uh, Hopefully we get to see a fight on the ice. Hopefully we get to see fights off the ice because I'm not going to be involved. So I don't care. Go crazy, everyone. Enjoy. Uh, The game starts at 3 o'clock. So uh, take after the fine people at Scottsdale and start drinking at 8 a.m. And then (laughs) you'll be sure to enjoy the game from the confines of your finest New Jersey uh, prison. All right. (laughs) That's all I got.
0: All right, folks. Thanks again. Be well. We'll talk to you next week.
1: See you.